All right. This episode is number 71 and we're going to title it already right off the bat breakfast at Elliot's. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. And thanks for, I wanted to say thank you very much for your patience this week. It's been a hell of a week. I can imagine as if you don't think we understand that. Mm, and I, no, and I mean, and I, but we appreciate the apology. <laughs> I, I <have> no <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Well, let's start with uh, that breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we have in it? Are you a little hot sauce guy? A little Tabasco? Yeah, I do like my hot sauce. Um, it's eggs, uh, no meat, um, but it's got it's eggs and uh, a little hot sauce. It's fantastic. It's my, my any uh, chaz on there? You got any chaz? Yeah, yeah, there is some chaz on there. Some some mozzarella, I think it is. Um, on wife, what? On it's on a regular bagel. Um, and my my wife is excellent at breakfast sandwiches. She's fantastic. Another reason that I really outkicked my coverage. It looks good. I hate eggs. Okay, eggs I'm are disgusting. So right now. <laughs> But you you actually make that look enjoyable. <laughs> it's very good, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's amazing. I, I uh, Elliot, I bought a Peloton. Eh? Good for you. Got to try. Oh, yeah. I mean, grossly, grossly out of shape. And uh, I bought this damn Peloton. And it's, uh, you know, listen, I need someone to tell me what to do. Like, that's what this is all about. We're yeah. going to get back into, uh, you know, not game shape, but uh, just feeling better and taking care of myself a little bit more. And so, uh, yeah, I've got these, uh, these instructors barking, telling me what to do, stand up, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other end. I'm going to tell you this. So I don't know if you know anything about the Peloton, but you're you're, you're competing, you're competing Mm -hmm. against other people. Mm -hmm. So I went in this race there's like 54,000 people that have done the race. Mm-hmm. But in my race, there was, uh, I think there was a thousand people. And I was booking it. I was, I was one, I was in sixth place at the time. Whoa. Meanwhile, my heart, I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. My wife's not uh, here. She's gone out. I might have a heart attack on the bike. Who's going to help me out, right? But I'm like, screw it. If I'm going down, I'm going down a winner. <laughs> and I have this, this lady that is right ahead of me, and she's pushing the pace. So she goes from five to four. I go yep. from five, and I'm chasing this, this lady. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know, I know she was on that bike, and she was thinking to herself, who is this guy behind me? Who is this guy that's just on my tail? Elliot, I took her down <laughs> and I won the race. The whole thing? I, no, not the whole, just my, the people that were doing it live at the time, yeah. I won the race. So out of like a thousand people, I won the race. Get out I of came, here. I, I came 7,000 out of 54,000 54, people. So mm-hmm. I stopped at like one o'clock is when I was, was finished. I didn't get off the ground until one forty-five. <laughs> That's great stuff, Craig. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. That's good stuff. for you. I am, I am incredibly impressed. Incredibly. Cause I'm going to be completely honest with you. Okay. No, here we go. No, no. Much like that guitar you bought, 
I thought you were going to buy the Peloton and it was going to turn into a very expensive equipment rack for your kids' hockey equipment. So to know that you're using it is, it's actually, it's incredible. Good for you. Started a month ago, I've ridden it four times. I'm like, boom, shakalaka. I'm in better (laughs) shape already. I bet you are. uh, Which instructor did you use? There's multiple. I mean, no, but is there one? Cause I have about three or four. I rotate. Um, like I said, Elliot, I've only ridden it like five times. Mm-hmm. I, there's, um, there's one with really big hair. I'm trying to remember who that is. God, is this what the but, world has come to every, when it comes every to fitness? We, we have di- digital digital instructors. What happened to the inner motivation to do it by ourselves? Well, you know, I, ha- I have to say, Andrew, that the one thing that Craig is talking about that I completely identify with is that, like, I'm not finishing. I And the competition aspect of it is, is big to me. I will try to pick a race that has a lot of people doing it at the current time so that I can try to pass them. And, um, you know, I don't finish, like, I won't finish number one out of a thousand like Craig will. Like my best races, I finish in the top seven to 8%. And I'm usually between 10 and 15. If I come below 15, I get really annoyed at myself. But that competition, you know, going up that leaderboard while it's all going on, that's, that's a big deal to me. Like I can't go fast. I'm not fast, but I'm good at climbing. I like climbing. So if the, where you get out of your seat and you try to go up hills, I, I love that. Now, Craig, yeah. if you really want a tough challenge, the, the, the toughest one, and there's, there's a lot of really good ones, his name is Alec Toussaint. When I use that guy, I can barely get off the ground. He has the toughest rides. Yeah. All right. Riv, unless you want to add something, the last question I'll ask you, Elliot, about the Peloton. And Riv, I'll ask you the same question because I'm not in the Peloton family. Mm -hmm. Do people know that they're racing against the at Frege HNIC? Well, there are some people who follow me. Uh, Not a lot, but there are some, and some of them do. Some of them do. All right. I want you two guys to race each other. I want you to find each other. I need you to text me. Your uh, Peloton, uh, whatever you call it. it it's Frege, F-R-I-E-D-G-E. Frege okay. is my Peloton. Yeah. Go get him, Rev. Go get him. Oh, you know, I appreciate Represent. you telling me that, but mm-hmm. you don't understand how the brain works. I'm going to forget that within okay. five minutes. You know what? Hold on, Rev. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Right I appreciate that. All right. Elliot, we're, we're, I'm super confused about a couple things here sure. that occurred over the last week. Was it a week? No, a few days. Yep. So let's, first of all, great 32 thoughts, by the way. Uh, we don't plug that enough, by the way. And I apologize for that. You, you don't, deserve don't, that. Don't worry about that. Like, but, I'm not here for plugs. No, I know. I know. Well, you're here for us and, you know, <laughs> you know, but the Dadanov situation. Yeah. Uh, I go back. I think about our conversation yesterday, Craig, and the knowledge that we put down on episode 70, and we had no idea what we were talking about <laughs> after I read your 32 thoughts, Elliot. So it's like I, I make some sense of all this for everyone and, and especially the two of us as to how did this happen mm-hmm. and what is going to happen now going forward with Dadanoff in his situation. Well, basically, like, did you guys, when you guys played, did either of you have no trade clauses? 
or no oh, move yeah. clauses? Yeah, Elliot, that no. was a leverage I held. <laughs> I held. I held a massive hammer during my negotiations. You'll take this. Okay, 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 fine. Thank you. Okay, okay. All right. So Andrew didn't. Craig, did you ever have a no trader, no move or anything like that? Uh, I did not, no. Okay. Well, for those who, who did have it, basically the way it works is, is that it's, it's filed between the agent and the team. Like there's no, like, so basically if everyone's not familiar, there's one big place in the NHL, it's called Central Registry. And their responsibility is to make sure that all rules are followed. Like when someone signs a contract, is it a legal contract? When someone makes a trade, is the trade legal? Does it violate any laws? Central registry, like before a trade can be approved, it has to be approved by central registry to say, okay, we followed all the rules and guidelines. It fits the salary cap. No clauses are violated. A, B, C, D, E. They do all that stuff. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think that that's that's what it comes down to, and they they're the ones who say yes, no, and every contract is filed with Central Registry, so they know. For example, a player like Dodonov um, has a no trade clause, but what they don't know is what are the uh, specifics of the no trade clause, because that's just between the player and the team. And one of the reasons that that happens is a bunch of agents told me is that, you know, for example, if Craig Rive has a 10 team, no trade like the Donov is, you don't want everyone to know where the teams are that he, he won't be traded to. Like, for example, there are lots of Canadian players who are based in the United States who have all seven Canadian teams on their no trade list. And, you know, they, you think that they want everyone to know that? No, they don't. So they limit the amount of people they know. So that's part of the problem here. Now, Dodonov, um, year one of his contract was last season. He had a date to uh, submit his no trade. He did. And year two of his three-year contract is this season. And he had a date to submit his no trade. And he did. And there's proof that he did. So uh, that was he did it on June 30th. He was traded from Ottawa to Vegas on July 28th. And um, he could not block a trade to Vegas. Vegas was not on his no trade list. So during that call uh, between Ottawa, Vegas and Central Registry, uh, there was a conversation about, um, hey, uh, he's got a no trade. Does this violate his no trade in any way? And something happened when that question was answered that led everyone to believe that Dodonov had broken his no trade this year. Um, and... Uh, he said that, uh, you know, he, he said that, uh, basically the answer was either he hadn't filed it on time or what happened was the list that was presented was last year's list. And if you, um, if you, uh, are looking at this and you would say, okay, he, if if he if this is last year's list was the one that's submitted, it's no longer usable. That he was late uh, getting it in, and it no longer takes effect. And I think that's what happened. And so, for whatever reason, the NHL network, the NHL network, the NHL, and Vegas believed that Dodonov had violated his no trade, and it no longer counted. So they thought they could trade him to Anaheim legally. And the agent put up a fuss and said, no, you can't. Um, we have a no trade to Anaheim. You need the Donald's permission. And Vegas and the NHL initially said, no, we don't have to. 
because we've been told that he had violated the no trade. Is this all before the trade is announced? Yeah, uh, this is all going on while the trade is announced. And initially they put the trade through because they said, look, like we, our information is you violated the no trade. And then after they approved the trade, the agent said, look, we have the no trade and here's the proof that Ottawa received it. So that's when they, they changed the deal. So could Dodonov have just said, like, that's fine, I'll go anyway? Yeah. I'm okay. yeah. He could have, but he, he, he stuck to his guns. And he, I can't fault him for that. No, no, no. I can't fault Why would him he want either. to stick to his guns? They traded him and moved him to another team. Clearly means that they were not wanting him on the team. Yes, that's true. However, I think... Uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to, ha- he didn't want to go to California. I suspect that's a taxes reason, Craig. Yeah. Huge, huge difference. Like for example, Ryan, screw Kessler, the team over for taxes. Eh? Oh my God. No, wait a second, wait a second. I, don't, I don't, I don't think Andrew, he screwed the team over at all. I think that he signed, it's like Claude Giroux. Like he signed a deal. He has the right to make that decision. And as far as I'm concerned, if, if I sign a contract with you, and I give you terms and you use those terms. What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, yes, I, bad choice of words on my part, 100%. I was just being playful. Like, you know, oh, okay. yeah. could have helped, could have helped the team out. I don't really think that he screwed the team over. Um, well, Talking that's about taxes, though, you know, and with what Elliot just said, you know, Dananoff, who could have probably said, hey, I'm okay with being traded to Anaheim. Um, I'll go when you're thinking about it. He's, he's now in a situation where he's going to lose a boatload of money. He's making three, three $3.3 million somewhere around there. I think um, it's a lot of money lost going from Vegas who doesn't have the, the, the state tax going to California. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, you have to look at Ryan Kessler who isn't even playing but he would have lost a lot of money too. He's making what? $7 million, Elliot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I was, I was joking in my notes yesterday that somewhere Ryan Kessler's mad. He just lost 150. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was great. Right. And, and somebody said to me, it's the worst thing about it is apparently it's like $173,000. So I shortchanged him a bit. Oh, so how happy Why, did Kessler, did no, Kessler no, no. text you and say, actually, Elliot, it's going to be no, this amount. Somebody, somebody sent me a note and said, actually, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, actually it's that. That's crazy. That's such, it's such a crazy story. Let me, uh, let me transition over to the, well, hold uh, on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's more to it. You're, you're skipping. There's, there's a little bit more meat in the bone with the Dananoff thing. Now that? that they have not traded Dananoff yes. to Anaheim, they traded a second round draft pick and Dandanoff to Anaheim yeah. for Kessler. Kessler's yeah. not even playing right and now. John and John Moore. And John Moore. And John Moore. Yeah. But Vegas was getting back a major cap relief. Yes. And now they don't have it. And now they don't have it. How are they going to bring all of these players off long-term they IR? Can. Are they going to be able to do it? Right now they can. When so could how they? Do, how does that work? Well, right now they can't, they can't take these guys off LTIR. They just can't. Now, I, I think a couple of things are at play here, Craig. 
number one, they could try to trade the Donov again. I, I think Arizona would do it and maybe Seattle. However, the 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 problem with that is that if Dodonov is traded, he can't play this year. He can play next year. He's got one more year under contract, but he can't play this year. And and as far as I can tell last night, there's not a special exemption for him to allow him to play. Um, number two, um, the other thing here is that, you know, first of all, Dodonov's got to be able to go somewhere. But the other thing someone told me last night is that Vegas might just say, you know what, like, you know, we might not make the playoffs here. We're just going to punt this. Wow. There, yeah, I mean, true. I just look back to like when Jack Eichel got traded to that team and yeah. And, oh and yeah. This is not the way it was supposed to go. There's this no is, I mean, they had an 85% chance of making the playoffs when Jack yeah. started, started to play, which was what, maybe 18, 20 games ago. Yep. And you're looking at the percentage now, it's like 35%. Well, the mat, I think it's even less than that. Like the really? math, like if you look at the standings right now, the math is really uh not their friend. Like I'm just I'm just Googling it right now. I'm putting it up in front of me. If you look at the NHL standings, it's it's really bad for them because they've played more games than anyone else. Like the team that has the great math is Dallas. Dallas has played, uh, let me just put this on the wild card. Uh, Dallas has played, of all those teams in the West, they're the one that's played the least. They've played 62 games and they're in the second wild card spot. Vegas is one point behind them, but Vegas has played four more games than Dallas. Well, tonight's so, going to tonight's going to be an interesting night if you look at the schedule. You got you have Vegas and Nashville. Yeah. Okay. You have Dallas and Carolina. In Carolina, mm-hmm. you have Winnipeg, who's, you know, there and they're, um, they, they're, they have Ottawa in town and Ottawa's not a pushover. Vancouver plays the wild. I mean, those are all, those are all playoff implications right there. Like Vegas has to win. Oh yeah. There's some huge games tonight. There there's, there's no question about that. Like yeah, that's, Vegas, that's Vegas can't afford any more losses. Like they're they're They, they, they do not control their destiny anymore. So it's a problem. Yeah. That was, uh, that was something I had written down when uh, we were coming on today with it was scoreboard. I like I'm scoreboard watching big time, especially in the West, right? The yeah. West is the West is, is extremely interesting. Um, no, Craig, you know, good, good, Craig, good on you for bringing that, is, that up, but is, is there more on that? Cause I, we, we no, gotta I be cautious say, of the man's time here. No, no we're all good. Right. Yeah, he just had his damn burrito. Yeah, my breakfast. And, well, and you were eight, and coffee. you were eight, eight, nine minutes late again, week four in a row. But that's okay. Yeah. We're going early. Oh, you're on. you're going early for us, so it's you know it's we appreciate. Well, it. the, the one thing I was going to add to this to end it, you know, Vegas traded a a first rounder with Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs. You have Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs playing exceptionally well in a, in a Buffalo lineup. Okay. Yeah. And now you look to, okay, Sabres have the Vegas golden Knights first round draft pick. Well, at the time when Jack was drafted, that draft pick of Vegas was like 28th in, in the league. Like Vegas was one of the top teams in the league at the time. Now you're in a situation that Vegas has dropped so much in the standings yeah. that it's almost worrisome. Because the it is the first round pick is lo, uh, uh, lottery protected, top ten protected, top ten. Right now, I mean, watching the scoreboard, 
the Buffalo Sabres could receive this year an 11, 12, 13th pick overall, yeah. which is insanely um, useful, more than, you know, a 28 or 29 like it was before. So, I mean, this could really, really work out in the Sabres' favor if, if Vegas, Vegas drops a little bit more, which I think they are. I think, I think Vancouver could pass them. I think that Winnipeg could pass them. Um, it's, you know, Columbus Blue Jackets could pass them. It's going to be very interesting to see what pick Vegas is going to be at this year. Yeah, that's why I. That's why I'm. I've watched mm. Vegas close more closely now than I ever have for Jack and yeah. for that. Uh, for that, an 11, 12, 13 pick. overall pick is a lot yeah, different and, than a and twenty-eight. No, and nobody would have expected that. That's nobody right. would have expected that. Yes. Uh, we we wanted to ask you about Brandon Hagel. I mean, we were we were just we're scratching our head on 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 this one. I mean the return for what that guy got. But before we get to that, I want to ask you like, what was Kevin, how busy was Kevin Adams on, on Monday? Was he close to making any deals and not just for guys going out, but there were rumors about him searching for that, uh, that defense partner for Owen power. I don't think those are rumors. I think that was very real. Okay. So were they shopping? Were they talking? I think they were, I think they were definitely talking Uh, that might be more end up now off season trade or free agency or something. Um, You know, I, I, like obviously they made the deal with Hag and uh, I I will say this. I had some teams say to me that, you know, when they saw the Kulak went for a second and Lausanne from Seattle went for a second, that they were disappointed. They didn't dump on Hag themselves and see he went for a sixth rounder. Um, I think they had some offers for Pesic. But I heard Buffalo considered those low balls, so they didn't do it. Yeah, and from what I hear, that Mark Pesic is uh, is is a veteran presence that is needed in the locker room. He's extremely well liked, and he plays his role very well in Buffalo. So if you're not going to get something that that you feel in your mind is going to be extremely useful moving forward, then why make the trade? And, you know, PD and I talked about this. There was hardly any moves made and there could have been three or four more, you know, Cody Eakin could have went, you could have had Colin Miller, you could have had Pissick, you could have have guys that could have been moved out. But I like the idea of this team is going well. This team is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Why not uh, stay the course and just allow these these young guys and the team that they have now that's playing exceptionally well in March, the best we've ever seen in 10 years, why not allow them just to keep going? I think that's kind of what they look at. Um, I absolutely think that that's part of the conversation. Things are going re- well right now. And the, the other thing, too, is you guys need credibility in your market. Like, that's right, yeah. You, you know, like... You know, the like that night, you know, that, that night that you guys won against Vegas, the outdoor game against Toronto, like those are results that build positivity among the Sabres and their fans. And what do you more out? More than, yeah. Like, what do you guys need more? And anything else right now is that. So like, so the way I look at it is if I was Buffalo, what's more important, getting like a mid to late round pick where well, you already have a lot of picks getting a mid to late round pick for a player or continuing to win games. So your fans want to buy tickets next year. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. I mean, you 
got to, do, do you ask those players though first, you know, I mean, do, or do you not care? I, I, I'm not suggesting one way or the other, but I mean, how like does wh- that, which players are you talking the players about? that might have an opportunity to get, uh, you know, that might garner a fifth or a sixth or seventh. I can't remember how many rounds the draft goes. Is it seven, 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 seven yeah. a seventh round pick? Uh, that could maybe go to a team that is a contender, like a Colin Miller or a Mark Pesic or uh, Vinny Hinnestroza or somebody. Craig you know, Anderson. Craig Anderson. Yes, there's a perfect example. You know, do you ask those guys if? Well, I think I think like I think a guy like Craig Anderson that would be for sure his call. Like you're 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 not doing anything with him that you know he doesn't want to do. Um, you know, some of the other players you named, uh, it might come down to what was offered in trades. Uh, but with a guy like Craig Anderson, you know, you're uh, cause I'm sure if he wants to play next year, Buffalo probably wants him back. So you don't want to do anything that's going to piss oh, the guy without off. Question. But, yeah. Yeah. Without question, you would want him back. I mean, just having his, you know, old man presence, I hate to say it, but he, he, you know, he's mm-hmm. 40, 40, going to be turning 41 years old and he's still playing at a high level and his hyper competitive, man, hyper competitive, the calmness and in, in, in his, um, this is what you want your young guys to be around. This mm-hmm. is what you want your young guys to see each and every day when they come to the rink, the, the Kyle Postos, the Craig Andersons, um, the, the Mark Pissicks. These guys are, are professionals. They're, they're great people. They're family men. You want your young guys to be around this. Hmm. So who else, who else was he calling? Who like he met referenced in his uh, press conference there that, you know, there are conversations he might've had for either from the draft to the deadline. And then now with the, what is it? The board of governors meetings or GM meetings coming. What's next week in Florida, the GM meetings, GM meetings. So he's got mm-hmm. those. And he said, he said, you know, he might circle back and, and re rehash old conversations or recent conversations. Anybody in mind that you, that you can tell us maybe he might be talking to. I don't know yet. Um, I, uh, Craig, would, you're a poker player, Craig. Read his face. He's no, a liar. No, 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 He's a freaking no, lying liar. to us right no, no, now. No, I'm not lying to you. I, I, I will work on it because now you guys have given me a homework assignment. So I'll see what I can do to think about it. What, okay. what Kevin Adams did say, which I thought was very interesting when speaking about looking for maybe a partner for Owen Power. Yeah. He said that he had spoke to teams, spoken to teams, and Teams were interested in maybe a a trade, but just not right now because probably those teams were still in a playoff race or in the playoffs and they needed that defenseman. Probably true. And next year or in the offseason, those players would be available. So there's guys that are out there. I have a theory. Okay. Okay. Kevin Adams is a smart guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, like he's really smart. Okay. I'm not saying that he plays head games, but I think he's smart. And I wonder if maybe he threw that out there into the media as a challenge to his defensemen that are already on the roster right now, like a Pesic or a Colin Miller to wait, to be like, wow, I want to play with Owen power. That might be a pretty nice little, little treat. I could get used to that playing with the stud. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that's I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. Um, uh, that might be true. I mean, the one thing is like P- Power's like nineteen, right? So he's young. Twenty. 
He's 20. How old's Pesek? Pesek's got to be 30 something, right? 32, yeah. He's 30. He just turned 30. 30, okay. Uh, and Colin Miller, he's got to be close to there. 29 ish. Colin Miller, he turned he was 30 in October. See, his perfect D partner is sitting in box number one there, Elliot. It's Craig. That would be his like the perfect D partner for for Owen Power. Do you ready? like well a couple more Pelotons and Craig will be ready? <laughs> yep. Sure. No, listen, I mean, Colin Miller is going to have an opportunity. He's been here for a number of years. Yeah. Colin Miller has not hurt this team. I mean, he has actually been one of the, he's been one of the better defensemen here. Mm-hmm. He's been, honestly, I, I truly believe that, you know, Mark Pissick's come in this year. He's on a very reasonable contract. He's extremely well liked in the room. He is going to be another guy that is a question mark. What do you do with, with Mark Pesic? My, my thought has always been, can you upgrade those players? Maybe not getting in a certain style, like an, uh, an Eric Gabranson to me, or a Luke Shen who Petey brought up. These guys are not only big, strong defensive defenders, they're also at an element that I think that the Buffalo Sabres need. They need a, a guys on the back end that are number one, they're, they're defensively responsible beyond they're highly physical. They have veteran leadership. They've been in the league a number of years, but these guys, when push comes to shove, if someone takes a run at Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, you know, Peyton Krebs, yeah, like someone's like gonna Elliot, pay for it. For mm-hmm. example, how how is how's Calgary gonna re-sign Eric Goodbranson? Like can't. and how are they what are they gonna do this offseason? And, well, and I, I focus I on Calgary because thing, of Good Branson. The number, the number one thing is that they have to sign Goodrow and Manjapani. Like is Monahan available? Yes, yes, he is. Go get him, Riff. He's under. Well, he's underperforming in the biggest you know, way this well, year. Look, look I, 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 the thing about my hands, it's actually pretty sad. Is that his body has been broken down? Like you know, Kelly Rudy is uh, a guy who obviously watches you know Calgary quite seriously because he broadcasts their games, and I think it was one like he has, he's had four recent surgeries. And he just can't get there anymore. Like, it's not like, so like, that's the tough thing is that, you know, he's, you know, his, his body, you know, hockey, as you guys know, it takes a toll and it's really taken a toll on Sean Monaghan. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? And some guys like sometimes it's just certain guys, bodies just get, get banged up and they, they can't recover as, as, as fast or as well as other guys. Uh, he's not, he's not an old guy. He's 27 years old. Yeah. With the surgeries that he had, it might take him an extra year and then he might go and take off again. Yes. I've seen that before. Sometimes when you have multiple surgeries, your body has not healed a hundred percent yet. Yes. And you're playing through it. You're wearing down a you're wearing down something that is not fully healed yet and you just keep pushing through it. But once he does heal himself, I could see him going to another level again. It's he struggled this year though. Okay. So there's no question that that's the case. So they're not going to get Monaghan fine. But so 
they're not, are they going to be able to re-sign good Branson? Like, is he going to be back there? Cause that's the guy I'm targeting for the Sabres first and foremost, like yes. overpay him. Well, I, I think the thing about good Branson is this year it's proven that he's still got a lot to give. That's, that's number one. Yeah. But you know what I learned about, like, I look at that defense pair that's uh good Branson and uh, Zadorov, right? Yep. Um, those guys, you need a coach there. What, the reason it works, and there's no other defensive pairs like that anymore, but the reason it works is because the coach knows, like he understands that, right? The coach understands how to use those guys and he finds spaces for those guys. And you have to make sure that you have a coach who's committed to using people like those, uh, like those two players and knows how to use them. And not every coach in the NHL these days is prepared for that. And that, that to me is, um, that to me is the situation. I have, you a, have a coach. That's, that's Sutter style hockey right there. I have a perfect partner yes. for Gabranson though. Like you, you're talking about Zadorov, who's a six foot five, 225 pound guy. You got Gabranson who's six, five, he's 220 pounds. Zadorov has to sign this year. He's an unrestricted free agent at that's 26 right. years old. Mm-hmm. They are going to re-sign him. They have well, the problem, to re-sign him. I, I generally think that you're right. But like I said, there's an order here. And number one on that order is Goudreau. And number two on that order is Manjapani. Yep. And number three would be probably Zadorov. They and, still good Brand, need, and good Branson. Like, well, I they, think, need to, they need to sign uh, Oliver uh, Clinnington. Clinton, <laughs> whatever his name is, he's, he's I'm a twenty together a highlight reel. Elliot of name butchers here. He is yeah. the he is the name butcher. Yeah, right. I, I have I have guys like that too who I whose names I always get wrong. I totally understand that. So but you you get what I'm saying with that with yes. the Oliver. Like he's a 24 year old player that needs to be resigned. I do not yes. think that they're going to have the money to sign Gabranson. They may not. Like, it's possible. You can't keep everybody. I mean, it's also going to be a question of, does Branson say, look, like, this is my home. Uh, I I finally found a coach who knows how to use me. The other thing, like, I have wondered about that. Does Branson say, why am I going to screw around with this? I'm clearly in a situation where I, I have a coach here. Like, he's had some really frustrating situations where teams and coaches haven't believed. Couldn't agree with him. you more. He's got to, like, Craig, you know what? Sometimes you find a yeah. fit and you say, you know what? If I have to take a bit less money to stay here, that's exactly what I'm going to do because this coach likes me. That's, well, we're, we're going to start point. the parade now because Kevin Adams, if you listen to this or anybody else in Buffalo that's listening to this and they see Kevin Adams, please tell um, Kevin that Andrew and I would love nothing more than to go out and get Erica Branson to play with Matthias Samuelson. And Nick, that, and Nick Delorier. Oh, Nick we're, we're starting one at a time here, there, bud. I think I would I would not be surprised if he's going back to Anaheim. Yeah, I agree. That, yeah, that was that was yeah. I think you you told us that a, a while ago. You said that to us. We asked you that on here, and that you said the exact I can't, same. I can't thing. remember, but it, it would be it would be my position is that that's where I think is yeah. going to happen with him. Yeah. Okay. A couple more things here. How the hell does Chicago get two firsts from Tampa for Hagel? There was a lot of interest in that. Pick. Former Buffalo Sabre draft pick, Brandon Hagel, by the way. There was there was a lot of interest in him. They, the, the, the way you get a guy like that is like he becomes available and everyone starts chasing him. It, it's that simple. You know how it goes. 
it all comes down to what's your value. And sorry, I just have a bit of a mess here. I got it suddenly developed before me. I spilled something. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I think that what's kind of happened is that, you know, a lot of people want them. Uh, there were a ton of teams chasing them. And when that happens, it dries up your value. And that's his worst happening. Is his worth because of his contract? Yes. This is a twenty. This is a twenty-one goal scorer for the first and, time in his life. Okay. And Last he's a good year player. he scored nine goals. Yeah. Yeah. This he's year he's player. playing. He's well. He's a good player. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know. Like when <laughs> when he got traded for two first round draft picks, I'd said, "Who the hell is this guy?" Well, I looked him he up. Doesn't, he doesn't know you either, Craig. Like that's the <laughs> other thing. Uh, Elliot, <laughs> good one. Good one, Elliot. I deserve that. That being no, said, I not. look at this trade and, mm-hmm. and, and I look at Tampa Bay and what they have in the next year or two years. This is a player that is, is, is scoring goals. That's playing great. Yes. And he makes $1.5 million for two years after. And that's why he, he might not be able to. Yeah. They might not be able to sign guys like Pilot and, and Kalorn moving yep. forward because uh, the, there's just too much money being thrown out there. That, that's exactly true. I think that's exactly their concern is, are we going to be in a position where we can't keep all these guys? So we have to move people. Craig's given uh, Craig's given Tampa two years to win and then tear it down. That's, no, that's I'll, what he's I'll, saying. I'll say this. Like they look at who they have signed long-term. They have points signed long-term. They have Kucherov signed long-term. They have Hedman signed long-term. They have Vasilevsky signed long-term. They still McDonough. have Stamkos. McDonough. They have, they have Sergachev signed. They have, uh, what's it, Stamkos for a couple Sergeyev's more years. only signed, he is, he's got one year at 4.8. Okay, so that's yeah, that one. And he's going to get a sense. boatload of money on this yeah, next and, contract. And Chernak is going to be another one who's going to get exactly, a contract. Yep. So you're right. Like they've got, Tampa's got issues. There's, there, there's no question about that. The thing that I kind of wonder about, what the heck is this? Elliot, can I just throw something in there? The, but, you know, the, here's the one thing, Craig, is that as long as Tampa's Tampa, a good organization and a good tax situation, they're going to be able to attract players. I don't worry about Tampa. Either do I. Fair enough. But I'll tell you this. Gabranson signing to play with Samuelson. Mm-hmm. That Eric Cernick would be probably one of my number one guys He's a good there player. to play with Owen Power. He's a good player. 1,000%. Yeah. I like him. Elliot, Incredible. I need, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time today, uh, tell us, I need to know your, I don't know if it would be three or five, just as of right now in the season, Hart Trophy. Top oh, five. Great, great question. As of right now, who, who where's the race for the Hart? Norris well, is going to be one, and we're going to, we might see a hundred point defenseman, which would be absolutely gross, but let's hold our breath. Well, I'll, I'll say this like, I do think that Yossi and Makar are going to be in the heart conversation, not only in the Norris conversation, I think they're going to be in the heart conversation. Okay. When I think heart trophy this year, I think Ovechkin, I think Matthews, I think Yossi, I think uh, uh, Makar. Uh, is there anyone here I'm missing? Yes, um, there is. What about and it's disgusting. Sarkin? It's disgusting. Uh, what about Johnny Goudreau? Yes, Johnny Goudreau is definitely one. But it's disgusting right now that the lack of respect this guy gets after everything he's done for this league. 
Who's that? Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I, I think Crosby's If you there. can't put Sidney Crosby in yeah. the finalist as a Hart Trophy because Malkin didn't come back until January 11th. Yeah, Crosby's a great call. I'm not Crosby had a goal and an assist in his first seven games. He was minus three. In the yep. last whatever amount of games, he has 63 points mm-hmm. in 55 games. Are yep. we not throwing Sisirkin in here? Did anyone hear me? Am I on mute? Yeah, oh, Sisirkin's another Who's one. Who's Sisirkin? Um, Who's Sisirkin, the Sisirkin guy? Yeah, that's the guy from the, from the, uh, the Rangers. That's the, the guy from the Rangers. Talking yes. Shisterkin? Yes. Sisirkin. Anyway. That's, I, would, I would agree that he's a proper choice, too. Well, God, it's going to be interesting because I don't think I, there's any clear cut right now. I really don't. I agree with that. I, I like I like I think it's going to come down to what teams finish where. Yep, the last twenty games are going to be are going to be crucial for the for the heart. I think. Well, what happens if Matthews like score? I don't think he's going to score sixty anymore. But you know, like look at what look at what Matthews going to end up with. He's going to be in that conversation, no question about it. Well, I I mean, all eyes got to be on Roman Yossi for the heart. I mean, like that's he's, ha- he's having a ridiculous. That's season. that's that's just undeniably one of the best seasons we've seen in modern day hockey. Elliot, you're the man. What right, did we guys. miss? What did we miss that you feel is definitely something that needs to be discussed? I don't think we've missed anything. I think we've talked about just about everything. Yeah, we have. Great job. Thirty two thoughts. Read it all. Sent yep. it to Craig. I sent it to Craig after I read it, and he said I already read it. <laughs> so thanks very much guys really yeah. appreciate it yeah. thank you, Elliot. Stuff, we'll talk Elliot. To you later, thank man. you all right guys have a great day that's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle don't forget to follow us on twitter after the whistle and at craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76 and you can find us as you already know on apple spotify and youtube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast thanks for tuning in don't forget to spread the word